0: After three years, L.A. County's COVID emergency order ends this Friday.
1: Many people were laid off during the pandemic. Many are still not back to full-time work. Some families may have had a family breadwinner die of COVID.
0: With the county's order officially closing on March 31st, so do eviction protections for tenants who can't pay their rent because of problems related to the pandemic.
1: The big change coming in April is that none of those reasons will be an excuse anymore for being late on rent. If tenants don't pay on time, they could face eviction.
0: According to one estimate, these measures reduced the growth of homelessness by 43% in LA County. Now that they're going away, what's gonna happen?
2: Some people applied for rental assistance and they were able to pay back their landlords pretty quickly, but some people accrued tens of thousands of dollars of debt.
0: This is How to LA. I'm Brian De Los Santos. Today, we're going to talk to two of my LAS colleagues about what the end of these COVID era rules mean.
1: You know, it is worth noting that LA has kept these restrictions in place far longer than most other parts of the country, even other parts of California. And I think they've kept it in place so long because of just how expensive housing is here.
0: David Wagner is the LAS housing reporter. He's been covering this battle over eviction protections throughout the pandemic. Thanks for being here.
1: It's good to be here, Brian.
0: I want to be just clear here. This is it. No more extensions. These COVID protections are really sunsetting on
1: Friday. Yeah, that's right. It does look like this is it. You know, L.A. County has had these rules in place for about three years now. They've been extended multiple times in recent months, but the most recent attempt at extending certain protections failed. Tenants across L.A. County are going to have to pay their April rent on time And if they don't, they could face eviction.
0: The pandemic's still happening. People are still getting sick. It may not be as fatal as the rates that we had before, but people are still going through it, right? What was the thing, you know, like the moment that finally brought to an end these protections?
1: Well, I think the deciding factor is when the county's elected leaders voted last month, they voted to end the COVID emergency on March 31st. And that basically took away the underlying reason for keeping these tenant protections in place. If there is no more COVID emergency, according to the county, then there's no more reason to delay rent because of COVID. You know, some county leaders wanted to keep certain limits on eviction going. They tried to link those limits on eviction to LA's ongoing emergency declaration over homelessness instead of COVID. But that proposal just did not get enough support to take effect before this Friday deadline.
0: Do you have an estimate or do you have an idea of how many people will be impacted by this?
1: That is a pretty hard question to answer. We know that even before the pandemic, hundreds of thousands of people struggled to pay rent every month. You know, they were paying more than half their income on rent alone. We do know that the U.S. Census does surveys that show almost a quarter million renter households in the L.A. area say they're already behind on rent right now before these protections go away. Not all of those people are going to face eviction. Some are going to manage to scrape together their rent. Some will work out plans with their landlords. Others might be able to move in with friends or family. So it's hard to say how many of those people will actually face eviction, but it could be a huge number. And that's why you're hearing everyone from L.A. Mayor Karen Bass to homeless service providers in the L.A. area say that they're expecting to see a significant increase in evictions next month.
0: So as we're talking about this, eviction protections are going away soon, but haven't a lot of people already been getting evicted?
1: Yeah, you know, evictions never really stopped during the pandemic. Renters did have these new protections that they could cite in eviction court if they got an eviction filed against them. But landlords have always been able to file cases, and they've always been able to try to get renters out. Now, it is true that those protections caused evictions to fall dramatically in 2020 and 2021. But last year, 2022, we saw more of those state and local protections get peeled away, and we saw evictions start rising again. If you zoom in on more recent months, like November and December 2022— The number of evictions filed in court and served by the L.A. Sheriff's Department, that number has already started to match pre-pandemic levels. So, you know, we hear about this concern that we're going to see a wave of evictions coming soon with these protections going away. For many renters, that looming eviction crisis that officials worry about, it's already here.
0: So... Obviously, people have to pay a lot of money. Um, Are there any resources out there here in L.A. County or across the state that people should look at if they're struggling to pay?
1: Definitely. So the city and county have funded a group. It's called Stay Housed L.A. This group provides legal advice. They even give access to attorneys for some renters. There's another website called tenantpowertoolkit.org. It helps renters file a response to an eviction court filing. And this is really important because if tenants don't file a response within just five business days, they can lose their eviction case automatically. It can help provide a response that basically gives renters more time to figure out their rights, get connected with a lawyer, plan their defense. And then the last thing that I'll recommend is I've put together a comprehensive guide on how all these rules are changing. It breaks down repaying your back rent. It outlines the steps you need to take if your landlord files an eviction. You can find that in-depth eviction guide at LIS.com.
0: Thanks, David. We'll link it in our show notes, too, and put it in our newsletter.
2: Yeah, what I've heard from people is that free legal representation in eviction court is, like, the most pressing issue. Oftentimes, they cannot afford an attorney. So they want to make sure that when they do go, that they have a fair chance sharing their case.
1: Julia
0: Barajas is a community engagement reporter for ELIIST. She's been talking to people who are still being affected by the pandemic and those who worry they may lose their homes now that the protections are being lifted. Hey, Julia. Hey, Brian. Let's start things off. So the folks that you've spoken to, what are they telling you? Like, what are they sharing with you? What are their stories?
2: Well, I think overall, the people who I've talked to have, you know, lost their jobs or lost their primary breadwinner or are still recovering from being sick, they're still not okay, and they're still struggling to make ends meet. There's a lady, um, her name is Marta Aguilar. She's 65. Before the pandemic, she used to sell this, like corn on a cup. Before that, for many years, she worked as a seamstress in factories like all throughout downtown LA and stuff like that. And she's been living in Boyle Heights for over a decade. In las compañías, pido trabajo me dice, no, no trabajo para ti. She got really sick during the pandemic. She's been struggling with breathing problems ever since, so she can't be going up and down the streets selling corn. A veces, a mí, luego me llega como asma. Cuando no puede uno respirar bien, ese es el problema. So she, she fell back on about five months of rent, and she told me straight up, like, I'm not going to be able to pay that back. One of her friends in, in El Monte has a motorhome, and let her move in with her. It broke my heart because um, there's not a lot of space there, so she can't take a lot of her stuff. She can only take, like, two suitcases, so she spent the past couple of weeks, like, selling everything she owns, basically, like, all her furniture, her sofa, her dining room. And then she has, like, two little parakeets that she really loves, and she can't take them with her either. Mm. So she has to find a home for them. I was thinking about how this lady, like, like she's lucky, I guess, that someone offered her a place to stay. But I don't know, after working all your life to, like, you know, have to find somewhere to go, um, I don't know. That, that um, it, it stayed with me.
0: My gut reaction is, like, yeah, donde y para qué? Like, I don't know. That's yeah. often sometimes when... We become worried. Uh, we That phrase comes in my family a lot. Um, by any chance, were you able to talk to landlords in this situation?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I talked to a couple of landlords, and they're not happy either. I think for a lot of them, they felt like it was a, it was prolonged and that people took advantage. Some of the landlords I talked to, they cited specific examples of people who, in, in their eyes, took advantage of it. But some people also talked to me about renters who, in their eyes, like, legitimately were suffering. There was one landlord I talked to in North Hollywood, and she was telling me that two of her tenants fell back on rent, but then they paid it back since then. But another, another tenant just kind of like took off without leaving her any kind of contact information mm-hmm. and also kind of like destroyed the apartment. I mean, she's a registered nurse. She's not like a millionaire, you know. She basically says like, I'm probably not going to get that money back. There's another gentleman I talked to. His name is Mario. He also lives in Boyle Heights, actually. He's also behind on rent. But before he had this apartment, he was living in a shelter. And before that, he was living in his van. Right now, he's been going around to the park, letting people know, like people who are unhoused, like, hey, there's there's help available. There's at least a shelter for you, things like that, because he remembers what it was like. So it's complicated.
0: There's a lot to take in, so if you know someone who needs this information, just share this episode with them. That's it for us today. Tomorrow, we got a special drop of the Party Cruise pod from our friends at Elias Studios. Check that out, and I'll talk to you next week. This episode was produced by Evan Jacoby and Megan Botel. Our other producer is Victoria Alejandro. Erica Washington writes her newsletter. Chris Farias is our social media producer. Our engineer is Hazmik Pagosian. Megan Larson is our executive producer. And I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. This podcast is supported by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live.